You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one, welcome all to a special first time ever live bonus edition of the NFC East mixtape. You can listen to this show on any of SB Nation's four NFC East blogs. That's Blogging the Boys for Dallas Cowboys content, Bleeding Green Nation for those E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles, Hogs Haven for the Washington Commanders, the game that's about to kick off behind us. And of course, a big blue view for New York Giants content. You can watch this normally on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel. We'll get the video up over there um, in the aftermath. But we are streaming it live on the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel. We are he. He is him, Brandon Lee Gowden of Bleeding Green Nation. I am Arjo Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. Uh, Brandon, it is the first Cowboys-Eagles matchup of the season. This is actually our second season doing the NFC's mixtape, and it took all the way until now um, to get us to do a live show. Welcome. I see you. This is no different for you and I, except for the fact that there are a little bit more high stakes involved. I appreciate you saying that I am him. Very kind words. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you meant it like that, but I will take it like that. I will accept it. Uh, Big, gigantic matchup rj it's only right it's good that we didn't do this for a lesser game i think this is a huge game everyone knows that but not just the stakes of it all but the energy i've said you know you can make the case it's the biggest game of the season obviously bill's chiefs has a claim to that but whatever who cares about the afc baby afc doesn't matter nfc as a whole doesn't even matter it's all about nfc east you know we were the first division um to have a mixtape Right. There's a um, there's a copycat mixtape floating around SB Nation. Maybe the boss, Michael Kist, who says it me in the YouTube chat. By the mm. way, Michael Kist is on Twitter and Michael Kist NFL and everybody blow him up and bother him until he agrees to figure out a live NFC East mixtape show live recording somewhere. TBD. That's up to Kist. I don't have any you know preference on that. BLG, do you? I mean, it's up to Kist. He can send us wherever he wants to. Uh, I, well, I think it makes sense to do Philly first. I meant, why. I meant the establishment, not the, oh. the, you know, city or anything like that. I'm, I'm getting a little bit more specific. Like I'm yeah. dropping a pin. You're, you're casting a very, very wide net. Um, he does. Well, the city say, would be a good place to start. And then we can figure out which venue in that city makes sense for it. Uh, in terms of audience, <laughs> like reception, link. head Let's count. Let's just do it at the link. 50 yard line right there. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure the Eagles will let us do that. I'm sure that, I'm sure that won't be a problem. Uh, we do have a mix of uh, Cowboys and Eagles fans here. Eagles fly 33 says definitely not the real Michael Kist. Uh, Jason Renfro says, hello, Cowboys Nation. Kyle Wolf says, RJ Goat Choa. That would be me. Uh, nobody has called you the goat yet, although you have been called Kist. Um, longtime listener, Ricky R- Ricky Bobby, basically. Rich says, Bobby. Kist. I know, but like it reads Ricky Bobby in my mind, and I can't not make the joke. Don't get his um, name wrong. I'm not. I said, look, if, you know, whatever. By the way, Jason Renfro notes that Houston won again today. Houston Astros first. No one, team. All right, get the baseball. First, out first team get to the, two get wins. The Astros the out of here. Series. No one cares. No one cares. Get the Astros out Sh- of here. Shockle Benjamin says Ada is the goat. That would be me. So Brandon, Dallas Cowboys at Philadelphia Eagles. The line currently, according to our friends at DraftKings. By the way, DraftKings are presenting sponsor on the SB Nation NFL show, where you can hear Brandon and I tomorrow with our good pal Rob Stats Guerrera. Uh, use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up today. That's a free ad. You know what I mean? Just free, mm. you know, not really, but you know, kind of. Uh, whatever the case is. Anyway, uh, Cowboys six and a half point dogs against the Philadelphia Eagles. How are you feeling about that? Does that make you nervous to be that big of a favorite? Not at all. I oh am feeling gosh. the guy. Confident. The guy who has, has, by the way, taken every single team except for the Cardinals to cover against the Eagles this season. You're not nervous at all. I mean, and also they didn't cover last week, naturally, when I do that. Um, but I, no, and honestly, no, because here's why. I feel like people are way too overcorrecting on the coming out of the week five thing. And be like, I don't know about this Eagles team. The Cowboys are on the rise. Cowboys keep winning with Cooper Rush and the Eagles. I don't know about them. Jalen Hurts hasn't had his best game the last two weeks. I'm not worried about it. I think it, it, I think this matchup is almost being overthought. It's Cooper Rush, who, yes, has For played. Now. 
for that there is like it's it's 99 sure. cooper rush that that's my own personal estimation if you right. care about and we can talk about that too i mean so so you're buying that it's 99 percent I mean, so it's worth mentioning that today we're doing this live. It's Thursday, October 13th, um, just so close to a Friday the 13th um, at 7 p.m. Central Time. And Dak was a limited participant in a Thursday's practice. First time since all of this happened that he's been at least that. Um, something I have I've said a few different times on a few different shows. I'll also be on BGN Radio with our good friend John Stolness tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Um, the Cowboys are very, very famously guarded under Mike McCarthy with this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know how well you remember this, but the first Cooper Rush start, which occurred last season, uh, which was also on Sunday Night Football, also on the road, that was against uh, my Minnesota Vikings. Um, that was coming off the bye for the Cowboys and Dak Prescott coming off the calf injury. And nobody, you know, everybody kind of thought what's going to happen, you know, this and that it was a big old secret. And it wasn't until Sunday when the Adam Schefters and the Ian Rappaports did their kind of national news dump that we found out that Cooper was going to be starting. So this this is following that line of action. I, I don't I don't buy that personally. I don't buy that Dak's going like surprise on Sunday. Uh, but I, I do think it's possible. Like there's precedent for that to happen, although the other way around, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I it seems to me that they would want to get him a full week, especially that's, that's the thing. If Dak plays, he's playing where he didn't take the full amount of starters reps going into this match. He just didn't because he was limited in practice today, didn't practice on Wednesday. So Okay, he's disadvantaged from that standpoint. He's also disadvantaged from the standpoint that like it's his first game back and he might not be totally 100%. If you look at the original time frame that was given, it was what, six to eight weeks? Mm -hmm. And it's really only been five. So it's it's a little bit under that. So uh, it four, yeah, it was four to six weeks after surgery, and Monday mm -hmm. will mark five. So Monday will mark like the exact middle point of that. To your point, um, even though there was all the like conversation, like well, maybe people Jerry kind of hyped it up that he would play for the Commanders game, which was now two weeks ago, uh, which is silly <laughs> to think about. Um, the whole purpose of doing this live, Brandon, not to throw us off topic or anything like that, but was to involve the listeners, the loyal sure. listeners, as they have dubbed themselves, the mixologists. <laughs> so um, we're still kind of workshopping all these uh, these names, but Kyle Wolf asked us both, which Good player question are, you, by are, Kyle. You, are you most afraid of on the opposing team? Now, I would like to evolve yeah. Kyle's question just a bit. Um, you cannot say Micah Parsons, right? And, and, I, and I want you to pick somebody that I can't say, like you know, so let's let's establish some parameters here. I mean, I guess you can't say uh, AJ Brown, would that be your pick? I don't think I would have been. Mm, but okay. but well, then what first. would your obvious pick be? Oh, no, you I think the, I think the obvious pick is Jalen Hurts. I mean, okay. he, he, like, but like he inherently is, you know, he's the quarterback. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a sure. lot there and the Cowboys have been most susceptible defensively this season to mobile quarterbacks. And obviously Jalen is, is one of the very best in the NFL. I would say Devante. That's mm. probably the, I mean, cause we saw Cooper cup beat Trayvon Dix has not been beat a lot this season. I think there's still a national misconception that like, Oh, he's this all or nothing guy. Uh, but he did get beat last week by Cooper Cup, and it was a consequential beat. You know, he, Trayvon got beat on two plays, and they both led to points for the Rams. And he even tweeted after the game, those, you know, 10 points are on me. Devontae is that guy. I mean, he is him in that respect. Um, not that A.J. Brown is not talented in his own right. I've already eaten the appropriate crow for that. But Devontae is like the X factor, if you want to call somebody that, that, that can flip that switch in that particular sense um, that I don't think A.J. Brown can, if that makes sense. I think this could be a really big A.J. Brown game, and here's why. Uh, I think there's... So back when the Eagles played the um, Lions in week one and Devontae Smith had zero receptions, it was kind of an anomaly, kind of a, a weird game where he had multiple targets, but there's a penalty and whatever. It got wiped out. Uh, they made a very uh, intentional effort to get him the ball on the first play of the next game. And then throughout that game against the Vikings, obviously he had the bigger game in week three against the Commanders. But I think there's going to be a bit of a correction after they very strangely underutilized A.J. Brown, which I talked about on the uh, already on the podcast episode of the mixtape this week. So I think that's going to be big. Also, I don't know that this is going to be true, but I have I've seen some inklings that it could be the case. The Eagles sent out this announcement, like their game day schedule, like here's when the gates open, here's right. when, like all this like rundown of their game day thing. And then I'm pretty sure they don't usually have this. Um, shout out to the Noid at Avoid the Noid in my mentions who sent me this where it's a little highlight over 8.19 ahead of the 8.20 kickoff. Special, Eastern time. The, yeah. the, the, the wrong time, right? The right time. Special pre-kickoff performance. Like, hmm, what could be like a one-minute performance before the game? Uh, so my theory here uh, is actually the Noids theory that I'm stealing here, uh, is that they're going to do the bat signal in some form. We're talking about A.J. Brown being 
um, uh, so Swole Batman and Devonte Smith being skinny Batman and Quez Watkins obviously being fast Batman. So I this think they're gonna do dumb. they're gonna pull out some kind of big stop like that. It's not dumb. It's really if you're good. Gonna, if you're gonna do something like that, the least dumb thing is some sort of like Jason Kelsey like rally. You know what I mean? Like I like at least that I can like respect that. You no, know, like this good. Batman, like the Batman thing is too much of an inside joke. There will there will be so many people who like don't understand it. Not you know not I mean? true. AJ Brown had a cape on the sideline against the Commanders. It's it's gonna be there. It's gonna be good. AJ Brown's gonna have a big game. He's gonna go off. He's gonna bully the player that uh, I feel like. I would be most scared of, but I think it didn't Trayvon Jiggs if it we're not talking about uh, Mike Parsons. Um, but I think AJ's going to have a, a big game in this one. Uh, Jacob Caldera, by the way, said the Parsons will have three sacks. On one Saturday. last thing. Sorry, on AJ, too. This is obviously, you know, how you tempted. You said less. nothing on the player I actually picked, by the way, in Devontae. So, you remember? Yeah. Well, yes, I don't I don't agree with the pick. I mean, I like Devontae. It's my pick. Think, it's, <laughs> okay, but you're wrong. I think you should be more afraid of AJ in this one because here's the real kicker to all of this. I mean, like, like we talked about on the mixtape with why the Colts are going to lose Sorry, the Colts are going to beat the Cowboys this year, just like the Broncos uh, did last year. Ah, uh, I see what you you're know. Saying. AJ Brown's going to have this big game after, like, the Eagles lost the trade. So, um, again, kind of like what you're trying to say, the Eagles are going to do. Like, that's a little bit of an inside joke, the Batman thing. It's a, in, you know, shout out to the loyal listeners, listeners who who, who understood these references the entire time. Uh, it's a bit of a joke that I initially said that the you know Titans won the AJ Brown trade, so to speak. More specifically, the Eagles lost. I have since apologized for that. Um, so, you know, Brandon, uh, was disregarding all the new listeners and new watchers of the show who did not know that. Um, so I mean, if you're not a diehard, I don't care about you. That's, you know, um, not the most unfair way to think Uh, for the real fans. Mm. Uh, before, uh, we get your answer to the actual question. There was a comment. I'm looking forward here. Um, here we go. Uh, Rick Bobby says we may hate each other's football teams, but we can at least all agree on loving righteous felon craft jerky uh head to righteousfun.com you can co- use code btb20 for 20 percent off your orders until sunday night um when the cowboys of course beat the philadelphia eagles but uh brandon your answer to kyle's question which player are you most afraid of on the opposing team you cannot pick micah parsons well i like the righteous felon shout out and you're right people should use discount code bdn15 at uh right right if they want if they want five percent less of a discount until use sunday BGN night right. 15 to support mm-hmm. their favorite podcast what's your favorite uh, flavor bleeding mine's, mine's nelson mandela uh, that's a good one. I I really like the biltong. I've said that before. The, yeah, uh, the, Darth, the Darth garlic is, I mean, but that's like, so I, uh, that's the biltong. And then there's the jerky, which is, you know, a different thing um, for the jerky. It's tough to pick, but I, I like a bourbon Franklin. I think it's the most unique flavor. It might not be my favorite flavor, but it's, it's, all right. So this is very, maybe podcasty. It's not like, it's like, I can see Bill Simmons saying, it's not my favorite flavor. It's the one I like the most. I, I, I can see him trying to make that distinction. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Bourbon Franklin's really good. Who's my player? Um, I will say, even though I think A.J. Brown's going to win the matchup, I will say it's Trayvon Diggs. Like, who is the potential to kind of like, you know, because, you know, he's, he, he has, very much has the potential, and Jalen Hurts has thrown some pretty bad picks the last two weeks. Now it's only one in each game. Um, but I think if someone's going to capitalize on a bad throw, it could be him. Um, by the way, Perry Peters asked if it was BTB20 for 20% off. It is. No space in between, though. Just, you know, like one continuous line. BTB20, BGN15, normally BTB15, or it will be normally after Sunday night. So um, it's great jerky. You can use that though, either of those codes all the time. Take turns. Flip-flop. Um, I think Trayvon's a really good answer. Um, you know, Shockle Benjamin, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, Shockle, says that Diggs had to pick six on him last season. Trayvon has never not had an interception in a game against the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's where I think this game... Like, obviously, this is about, like, who's going to win the game. But, like, there's a lot of narrative at stake, right? Like, there, there are a lot of, like, these, like, cute little records and things like that. Like, Dallas has, has generally owned the Eagles, right? Is that fair to say? I mean, there have been a handful of, like, momentary victories for the Eagles. There was the 2019 win in Philadelphia, which was, you know, effectively for the division. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's kind of been all Dallas. It's even in the Jalen Hurts era, right? Like, lost to Andy Dalton mm-hmm. uh, in, in his first game against them. Got destroyed by them last year on Monday Night Football. The, the game in Philadelphia, obviously, was was really meaningless last year in week 18 um this like if Trayvon does it again like all those things are perpetuated I think like if Trayvon has a pick if if the Cowboys you know have their way with the Eagles in any way shape or form I think it it feeds the idea that like this is the big brother in the division for the Eagles and that's why like a different question is like who I've been asked this a few times this week like who's under more pressure to win and I do think it's the Eagles because I think the Mm -hmm. Eagles are the team that has to kind of get the, the the monkey off their back so to speak and I'll ask you this because I I was asked what I would say. So I'll just ask you outright. 
who would you rather face off against Dak or, or Cooper Rush? Because I think it like there's there's an I'll explain my argument after you go ahead. Like given the cert- current circumstances, not like in a vacuum, obviously. Yeah, like you're not like going against like peak, you know, Cooper Rush, but like the circumstances would also be like to your like Batman point, like Dak, you know, putting on the cape, you know what I mean? And like, oh my gosh, like, you know what I mean? The like epic narrative that that, that could potentially create. I think Dak, from a standpoint of just, and I could be wrong about this, I don't know, you know, the exact status of his injury, but I feel like he just might, I mean, clearly, if he's not going to play, he's not fully there yet. So if they're rushing him into playing, then yeah, give me that, because I think ball security could be an issue. He could be getting hit in the pocket and maybe on plays where he would normally be able to, like, actually hold on to the ball and not fumble, might not be able to, because it's like his, his functionality might not be fully there, there's soreness or whatever. So I think, again, I think... um there would be a lower floor if Dak starts because there could be like kind of disaster potential where I've seen enough from Cooper rush where I think he gives them a bit of a higher floor with where he's at healthy right now. By the way, um, we're doing this while the commanders bears game is on. That was kind of the reason we timed it this way. Uh, so the bears have the ball um, first and 10 Justin Fields picked up eight yards. Brandon, your advice before the show was, was bad. Uh, we'll just say that, but at least looking that way. Um, so here's my take. I think if you're an Eagles fan, like if you allow yourself to explore like the deep dark fears, it, it's obvious. I think it's it's worse if Cooper Rush beats you. I, I think that that would be like, I, or I would rather face Cooper Rush if that makes sense. Because if Dak shows up and and beats you, it is the like, oh man, this dude owns this. Like, as somebody who like roots for a team who has a dude who owns them, it sucks. Like, I hate Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't care what the circumstances are. I don't care who's on Aaron Rodgers' team. I am definitely afraid of any team he is on because he owns sure. this team. And so I think if Dak were to come back, it, like whoever, like I, these are both playoff teams. We're both willing to admit that, right? Like they're both probably playoff teams. I mean, in all likelihood, how, right? Like, how could I, especially in the week NFC, how could you argue otherwise? How could right, you find okay. seven teams that so, aren't these teams? So whichever team loses this game could win out until Christmas Eve. But the conversation yeah. would be nothing but like, it doesn't matter. You can't beat the Eagles. It doesn't matter. You can't beat the Cowboys. And if Dak yeah. were, were to like show up in first game back, you know, on national television, Sunday Night Football in Philadelphia, beat the undefeated Eagles, the last undefeated team, like that would be an exhausting narrative to live through, I think, for an Eagles fan. Like, I think it, it would be much more preferable to lose even to Cooper Rush as, as you know, diminished as that sounds. You just said that would be the most embarrassing thing, though, if you lose to Cooper Rush. No, no, no. Like, that's I, I was working my thoughts out. It was okay. It's a difficult point to, to verbalize. But I think losing to Cooper Rush would be more explainable. Like, I think you'd be able to be like, well, they, they've mm. got some weird sports magic happening, right? Like, you know, whatever, especially if it's a similar formula to what we've seen over the last four weeks, right? Like, the defense just, just held Jalen Hurts, whatever, and Cooper just did enough versus if Dak showed up and dunked all over the Eagles. Like, that is the worst-case scenario, in my mind, if you're an Eagles fan. Uh, shout out to Alex in the chat there saying this is great. Uh, I mean, you can put the – I can't do it. I don't have the power to put the comment on the board, but uh, RJ is doing that right now. So there you go, uh, Alex in the chat. This has to be every week. I don't know if we can do it every week. I mean, I would I would like to go live more. I will say that. Um, the problem, just to let everybody know, and we're always – here to take your feedback on things brandon is on twitter and instagram at brandon gotten i am on twitter and instagram at rjo so you can let us know your thoughts on anything or comment on on the youtube and side of things. michael kissed nfl too to bully him into funding right right exactly uh, always in live podcast exactly um but we generally record on tuesdays at like 2 p.m and so that's not exactly this sort of window where people so home you know some stuff. people will make it work though i mean why not i'm, the, I'm just saying well yeah like it? let's let's hear some people's feedback what do they think you know what i mean like i'm i'm all ears for that but you know, look, we're always very forward about the situation. So always, pe- it's not a peek behind the curtain. The cur- there is no curtain on the NFC's wow. mixtape. Uh, I did want to get back to your point about in terms of what you said about, I mean, I don't think it's like the likely thing, but in theory, yes, a team could win out from after they win this, uh, after the result of this game. And that's all the more reason this might sound obvious, like why this game is so important, such a big game. Because like, if you're the Eagles or the Cowboys, you can't just merely count on the other team tripping up at some point, where most seasons you could, because mm-hmm. there's like, oh, there's that tough game on the Right, like, like the Packers are that. lurking or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and like, you, so they're probably going to lose at some point. Like, no, like this is your chance <laughs> now to like, to make up ground. Because, you know, if you're looking at it from an Eagles perspective, it's certainly... Uh, before we knew the Cowboys were going to go on this run. It's like, okay, you know, the Cowboys, well, we obviously all thought they're going to be bad, you included. But it's like, you know, they're, they're at the even if they kind of have the best case scenario while Dak is out, they're going to drop at least one of these games, and they didn't. So that, you know, creates all the more pressure to, to get this win. And not really, 
because this is thinking very far ahead, but not really necessarily render that next game useless on Christmas Eve because, you know, I think it's to be tight still at that time. But certainly if you're the Eagles and if you keep rolling, you could make that game like a lot less important to win. You know what I mean? Like if, if they just keep winning, it's like, yeah, not ideal, but they could still win the one seed and lose that game. Yeah, I mean, you get you get one in hand. Like the value is obvious. By the way, just to address the point, this we've never done it live, so we have to like keep going back and forth with the comments. Um, so first of all, um, Caleb Bland says I like being able to interact. Caleb, we like that too. I believe Blue three sixty five says do this as much as possible. Rick Bobby, the promoter of the Righteous Fallen Craft Turkey, says loving it. Uh, Michael Kist says it's a remote world, baby. Let's That's do right. it. That's true. Kiss yeah. also added to click like if you want more <laughs> live mixtape. So That's true. yeah, actually, let's do this. If you want a live mixtape, we want mm. you to tweet at Michael Kiss um, the most awkward gift that you can find. Wait, he just it, he's in, endorsing it though. <laughs> Why are you trying to bully him for this? No, because I, I, I want to remind him continually. You know what <sighs> I mean? Think like, you should hit a benchmark. I think we need a certain amount of likes mm. on like a, a video or subscribers because we want subscribers to the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel. By the way, mm. if you want to. That's uh, right. Uh, we've yeah. tagged it in the description here. There you the, go. The functionality of this only allows for us to go live on one channel. Um, no offense to Bleeding Green Nation, but the Block and the Voice channel has far more subscribers which is an incentive if you're a bgn listener to go subscribe to the youtube channel we can start doing some live shows over there mm-hmm. uh but it is tagged in the descriptions so you can very easily click there and subscribe um i know that it messes with your algorithm if you're a cowboys or eagles fan to subscribe to one or the other but hey you know we're all in this together let's let's help each other out um so uh austin says much respect to michael kiss i'm fine with that yeah no, no problem giving kiss any sort of props um okay what direction do you want to take us into next um up it's the only direction you go rj up okay well what does that what does that look like what, are, what is <laughs> i don't know you're the host uh, of the show don't make me do the host work okay so we're gonna write something um you at bgn me at btb th- you love to do this every single week at, at bleeding green nation three reasons why the opposing team will lose and what you effectively do is you know you ask somebody yeah, i have to, to get you- those to you by the way <laughs> You, your effect, like we're gonna effectively tell each other the weaknesses of our team. I want to mm. go the other way, like that. So make let's make our jobs a little bit easier wow. after we're done with this. What are three reasons why you think the Cowboys will lose? And then I'll do the same. Mm. And we would love to hear people's comments. So three reasons why, or any reason why you think either one of these teams is going to lose on Sunday night. Hmm. I think it's better if I do three reasons why I feel like the Eagles will win. Is that no, okay? it's, no. Well, I don't know the Cowboys as well as you do in terms of but like, I don't but know. It's, like... it's all about your perception. That's the whole point of the mixtape is mm. like getting, you know, the perception of, of the enemy, so to speak. We're across enemy lines. I mean, Cooper Rush, obviously, number one. I think specifically his turnover uh, luck coming to an end. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen enough of, like, I haven't seen every single one of his throws to know how many near picks. Has near picks been an issue for him at all? He had like two picks. near picks against the commanders um, that penalties wiped out. Right. Um, so, yeah. And, he only and, has one. and sorry, he had two yeah. fumbles against the Rams, one of which he recovered and one of which Tyler Smith recovered. Okay. See, yeah, like that's, that's, he only has one so far in his <laughs> games this far. And I just feel like that's really not going to hold up, especially against an opportunistic Eagles team, a team that has been good at forcing turnovers. And obviously some of that is luck and variance or whatever, but some of it is that they have talented players who I think can attack the ball and get to the Cowboys. Um, why don't we bat it back and forth? I don't think it's fun if I just say all three at once. So why don't you give me your top reason? I think the – and I'm going to piggyback off of the comment here. I believe Blue365 says, how is the health of the Philly O-line? So this sure. is – this is is it fair to say the weakest version of themselves this season? Not that they're weak by any means, but maybe the, the least at, stre- at full strength. Going right? into a game, for sure. Obviously, against the Cardinals, they were literally without Mylotta, Dillard, and Dickerson and Kelsey at one point. Right. So what was the situation with Kelsey today? Left practice for like a moment or whatever? Like, what? I mean, he's so tough that he's going to play. It's To me, it's a question of like how long can he stay into the game? How much will be he he be like affected in terms of his movement and everything? He's going to start. Like, I mean, I would put like he has the starting streak. He's really tough. He's, he's not not going to start. Well, that would be my answer. You know, it's like it's it's the weakest it's been on paper entering a game and you're heading up against one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. So you would fall victim to what the Rams fall victim. I mean, everybody has fallen victim uh, victim to. And what's more is, I mean, it doesn't take a lot. I mean, it, that's a simple way of putting it. But the Cowboys are generating the most pressures uh, with four rushers that they're not having to blitz. And like that you know, changes things. You can have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas got it all you want, but if seven dudes are dropping back, life is difficult for any quarterback. 
my next reason would be that um, the Cowboys have receivers. I'm, I'm taking this from a Cowboys perspective. The Cowboys have, I mean, it's really an Eagles thing, but it's like the Eagles have cornerbacks now who can actually cover Cowboys wide receivers. Which, is, which hasn't time? been the case in this. Yeah, so I mean, like, when was right. the last time you went into an Eagles-Cowboys matchup, especially as a Cowboys perspective, like afraid or like not, not laughing <laughs> the Eagles have a cornerback? Like what is the best possible cornerback uh, duo the Eagles have had against the Cowboys in a long time? Uh, you have to probably go pretty far back to find one that's inspiring as Darius Slay, and James Bradbury. And it looks like, we don't know for sure, but Avante Maddox has been limited in practice this week. It looks like he'll be returning in the slot. That's easily the best group of cornerbacks the Eagles have had in some time to go up against the Cowboys receivers. A Cowboys uh, receiving core, which, by the way, has usually had a receiver that has hurt the Eagles, and he's no longer there in Amari Cooper. Mm. Um, yeah, very, uh, one of, uh, Amari was a part of one of our like initial troll jobs at each other a long, long time ago. Um, yeah, good times. But anyway, I think that's a really good like piece of perspective. Cause you're right. Like it's generally been like, who's in the secondary, like, you know, like, and it's, and it's been a combination of like Dallas having elite playmaking wide receivers, like even predating Amari, like Des, Des caught three touchdowns there in what I would say was the last juicy you know, Cowboys game in Philadelphia. We talk about that all the time, how there have been lack of them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's kind of been a one way thing. But so I'm going to piggyback off you because I think that's a really good answer for your second. My second, if I was coming from an Eagles perspective, would be the presence of Trayvon Dix. And I know that's why you, you are somewhat afraid of him. Like, he, I'm not trying to, you know, be like Trayvon's better than Darius Slay, whatever, but he's the best corner in this game, right? Like, that's objectively fair. I, and I'm not, sliding Darius Slay by any stretch and not only is he very good but he's he's a difference maker like he can swing a game like you talk about like and that's where these teams are so fascinating and so interesting and where all the change has been fun is the Cowboys haven't had a dude like that I can't tell you the last I can't tell you the last time the Cowboys had a dude who had that power who had that switch who could flip that who could impact the game that way in the secondary certainly at the corner position they've had moments where they flirted with it they have players who, who we've tried to believe in and tried to t- sort of hype up and be at that level but Trayvon is different I mean, again, the fact that he has a running streak against every NFC East team of having interceptions and games against them, that's just some of that's luck and some of that's the ball bouncing his way, but a lot of it is skill. And I mean, I really am. And that would be my answer. By the way, Eagles fly 33 to that. I was drunk. I'm not. I have a a Perrier carbonated water going on right here. I think that's an expression, uh, not so literal, but um, okay. Well, I'm answering it in a literal sense. Uh, It wasn't a question. How are you answering? Um. I have a, uh, I have, I have two things that I want to say. So I'm really breaking. I can't count here. Um, but Jordan Davis, I think that could be a problem for the Cowboys. Obviously, they want to run the ball. They want to get into like second and manageable, third and manageable with Cooper Rush. They do not want to get set behind the sticks. I think I saw a stat this week about how the Cowboys like run the most on first down, um, and I think that is something the Eagles could be equipped to handle, considering Jordan Davis is coming off of his best game, and you really see it with him. Like it's, it's. I think it sometimes gets overstated certain players about how how much impact they can have beyond the box score. But you can literally watch Jordan Davis highlights where like he's not getting the tackle necessarily, but he's just shoving the center like into the backfield, and then the play is getting blown up by someone else. So I uh, definitely think that could be an issue. And then the other thing uh, there is Cowboys have not played a mobile quarterback this year outside of Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones had success. I'm- Went nine for 79, long of 17 against this Cowboys defense. So Jalen Hurts has not really had that big rushing game kind of since week one, uh, at least if I'm, unless I'm misremembering. Uh, so that could be a factor here. Um, on that subject, a couple of comments here. Um, let's see here. Um, I lost them now. It's This is, di- you know, this is a different thing for us. Um, I believe Blue 365, by the way, uh, says the Cowboys run defense is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rams, well, the only team who didn't know that. Shout out to the genius Sean McVay, of course. Um, so Alex says BLG talk slash explain mm-hmm. about Hertz being good against pressure, but bad against the blitz. That's how the Cowboys play. Isn't this an advantage? And just to add to that point, um, Johnny boy adds, ironically, it could be Jalen's mobility that would force him into an error. So this is your thing. Take it away. Yeah. So that's kind of been, that was a big talking point going into the Cardinals matchup. And then we saw the Cardinals blitz, the Eagles all game long, and it was really annoying because I'm a stand, not, not annoying that the Cardinals were doing that. It was annoying because, like, good for them, but annoying from the standpoint that the Eagles didn't have a better counter other than to just run screen plays the whole time. And it wasn't like it was totally ineffective, 
Um, yeah, they only scored 20 points, but they also made like nine possessions. So that number looks a little better, I think, than it typically would. I think the thing with Hertz, one of my biggest issues with him has been even like something I saw in training camp this year that would annoy me, just sometimes holds on to the ball too long, man. It's like, get it to the get it to the hot route. Like, just get rid of it. Go. Like, boom. See it? Throw it. Boom. Not hold, hold, hold onto the ball, hold onto the ball. Some, you can't always hold it. And I think that's kind of really a big issue there is not seeing it quick enough, um, just holding too much and not getting to that hot route. Um, the QB school at the QB school, I believe on Twitter, um, did a really good job of breaking that down today on one of their clips. And I was watching that and I'm like, yep, this is what I've been saying slash thinking. So that is definitely a concern. If you can get him to hold onto the ball, um, it's not about necessarily, that's the thing with Hertz. I think I've said this to you before and let me say it to Cowboys fans listening who have not maybe heard me, heard me say it before. It's not so much your like as an Eagles fan, you're worried about him making this killer turnover or turnovers like Carson Wentz or a much more extreme level, Nathan Peterman. He's not going to struggle in that kind of way. He's going to kind of struggle in there's going to be windows and there's going to be plays to be had, but he's holding to the ball too long and there's opportunity costs and he left plays on the field and that kind of could accumulate throughout the game. It's like, okay, maybe he missed a 20-yard throw here. It's not the end of the world, but maybe he misses like four 20-yard throws over the course of the game in high leverage spots and that's a big deal. Mm. I think all of that is really well explained. So uh, shout out to you. Um, we don't do award. Actually, you know, we didn't do this week. Um, the NFC, the most NFC East, non and whatever it was called. We didn't. <laughs> that might not really bad on. award uh, you came up with. Yes, yeah. we didn't do that. Oh, okay. That that uh, might not be a thing. The Bears are driving, by the way. Uh, what do you make of the helmets? There's been a big talking point. I'm not right? watching the game. I don't have the game. But you've seen the helmets, I'm sure. The orange. What are helmets. they? I don't. I don't know what the helmets. They're are. orange. Like, uh, the color. The, the colors are inverted. The the, the the like the helmet itself is orange, and the C is navy. So like they sort of like inverted the helmet. I'm looking this up on the Bears Twitter account. Oh it's, wow, it's stupid. No, I know. No, yeah. the uh, Bears background. Sorry to shout out the Bears. Uh, or but like the Bears Twitter account right now, the helmet is orange and the background of their picture is orange. Why? Ooh. Like why? Um, it's dumb. Make it black or like make it contrast. Well, no if contrast. it was black, it would be like super Halloween. Um, the yeah, real exactly. excellence says too much orange looks Nickelodeon-ish. I agree with that. They look My like big, the Bengals or the Browns. My big problem is um, the logo. This is no longer the the Bears logo. The Bears logo is the orange C. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's what I hate about the. I hate the Colts for a lot of reasons, but I hate when they have the white horseshoe because that's mm. not their logo. It's a blue horseshoe. You know what I'm saying? So, um, whatever. But anyway, uh, Michael Kiss notes uh, five and a half yards per attempt on 14 screens or screen adjacent plays. Um, and uh, oh, Michael Kiss like also actual says that, informative than what I said. <laughs> right. Um, Michael Kiss said that this is. Uh, our our good buddy Rob Stats Guerrera thinks that peanut butter is orange, uh, so I, I guess that he thinks it's the same color as these Bears uniforms. That is very that. in denial. Uh, oh, uh, I'll I'll let you tell everybody who this is. <laughs> Shout out to my dad weighing in. Yeah, uh, uh, and said happy birthday month to us both. Look that's at that. That's true. Libra's mm-hmm. season over here. Uh, that's right. Thanks, Dad. Um, thank you, Mr. Gowden. Um, hope you're having a great week. Anyway, um, okay. Next sort of line of thought. What's the next? What's the biggest thing? It's Hurts. It's Parsons. It's Dak sort of not Dak. Um, like, what are we surprised that isn't a big thing? I actually just thought of this question. I really like it. So what are we – I'll ask you from a, from a Cowboys angle, and you can ask me from an Eagles angle. What are you surprised isn't a big Cowboys story heading into a game against the Eagles? Because I, th- I have the what I think the answer should yeah, Why don't you go first because I need time to think about this. I think the answer should be C.D. Lamb. Like, you know, there's a lot of, like, talk about CD. He's had some drops. He's had some great moments, whatever. You could argue he's, like, relative to context and relative to expectation, been the most disappointing player on the team this year. But you talked about it, right? Like, what's been the thing? If you're an Eagles fan, like, oh, who's the Cowboys receiver that's going to, like, destroy us, like, the whole game or whatever? And, you know, it's supposed to be CD Lamb. Like, he's supposed to be that guy. Maybe it is on Sunday night. Maybe it's Michael Gallup. Uh, Maybe Noah Brown finds a way. Who knows? Uh, But, like, it's surprising how of the, like, cast of characters that we're rolling through, if this was, like, uh, an old school survivor intro, you know what I mean? Where they had the people like mid action sequence, like CD would be like the sixth or seventh player listed. And I wouldn't have thought that, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's supposed to be like one of the very, very first ones. So I don't know if this answers your question, but it's something I've been thinking about and something I've seen some Eagles fans discuss too. Like is the Eagles defense not getting enough credit? And I say this coming off a game that I thought was kind of frustrating, but I think everyone is like Cowboys. They have like this amazing defense. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the Cowboys defense. They are third in offensive points per game. They're sixth in DVOA. Guess your ranks just ahead of the Cowboys in DVOA uh, in defense. It's the Eagles at five. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not to say that, um, you know, the Eagles have this elite defense. And I feel like 
unequivocal confidence in them. But like, I think if we're just saying the Cowboys defense is awesome and we're acting like the Eagles defense is just like whatever, chop liver, then that's probably not accurate. I'm not trying to cater to the Eagles fans, but I feel like the same phenomenon happened with the offensive line for a long time. Because it was always like Cowboys offensive line, Cowboys like the Eagles right. offensive line has has had a longer run um you know for for that you know you you can argue certainly which was better at different points in time but like that does kind of tend to happen just because of the like polarizing nature between the two teams is like when one is really good at something the other doesn't get any love for being even kind of good at that particular thing um you know it's just it's a rivalry sort of thing but yeah i I think that's fair um i don't think Devontae smith you know i would have thought he would have been a bigger deal like you know what i mean like second year first round pick like you know heisman trophy winner like he is kind of like not an afterthought. I don't mean he is. He's obviously had a blow up game and things like that. But like, I just would have thought like he would have been a little bit more like in the mix. And I and I get that the Eagles are dominating. And we've talked about this before, how like one week it's going to be like it was the Miles Sanders week. It was the A.J. Brown week. Devontae had his week. Dallas Goddard week's coming or whatever. But like, I'm just surprised that Devontae isn't getting a little bit more pop. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he did get pretty involved last week against the Cardinals, all those screens. And it was kind of. It's kind of tough to watch at some points because he's just getting like lit up on them and he's fine. He's a tough guy. Like he's not, he's slighter. So it's going to look bad, but like doesn't really impact him at all. Um, one last thing I wanted to say on the defense point, the Eagles defense. One of the things I do believe in when it comes to Jonathan Gannon is his ability against lesser quarterbacks, like quarterbacks who are not obviously good uh, backups. Even if you want to say specifically last year, shut them down throughout his Eagles time with the Eagles. He's always shut down like the backup quarterbacks, which you know, you would hope your defensive coordinator could do. You don't want to get a gold star for that. Seriously, but, what a low bar. Yeah, um, I agree. But, I mean, sometimes there are teams that absolutely get lit up by the – how do we get lit up by this scrub guy? Like, sometimes teams ask themselves that, and that has not been an issue with the Eagles. I mean, how long has Jonathan Gannon been the defensive coordinator? Since the beginning of last year, 2020. Right. Okay, so it wasn't Jonathan Gannon who got lit up by Andy Dalton in 2020. That was no, a backup quarterback. That was still uh, – yeah. I know, I'm just – By the way, know. about that game, I wanted to bring this up earlier when you mentioned that game. Deshaun Jackson scored a touchdown on the first play of that game, I believe. It was the only snap he played in the entire – he had one snap, 75-yard touchdown, got hurt, never played for the Eagles again. He also – it wasn't the exact same thing, but a similar sort of thing. He had a long – touch. I don't know how long it was off the top of my head, but he had a long touchdown on Thanksgiving last year uh, against yeah, the Cowboys the Raiders. Him, yeah. and, <laughs> and, then, and then, like, again, basically, they just kind of, like, fizzled out and really never did anything again. I, um, the, was that on the – where did I call that at? Was it on yeah. the – I guess it was on the mixtape. I called that. I'm like, RJ – Deshaun's gonna have this big play and then he's just gonna be invisible the rest of the game and then yeah um you did call that so um okay uh good times um we do a lot of shows together that's why people should make sure to subscribe to blog on the boys bleeding green nation subscribe to everything subscribe to the SB nation nfl show you can hear me there twice a week but you can hear blg rob stetzger myself every friday we do stream that live every day every friday by the way uh, generally speaking um steven started does a fantastic job producing that show uh by the way uh austin notes this uh i know you're not watching blg justin fields threw an interception in the red zone um so this is uh, commanders oh commander yeah uh, they like picked it off it game. was a it was a batted ball but he like threw it into like four defensive linemen so, so, well, so I'm shocked. i mean yeah it wasn't exactly um not his fault uh is, is the, the way i'll put this vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home you need a tool to get the most out of your time away that's where viator steps in you can book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world 
including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Uh, so I want to like pivot into a different question, kind of a, a piggyback off of your like three reasons, you know, why your team will lose thing, uh, which again will be coming to our sites um, over the coming days. But you said Jonathan Gannon. I know he has been the subject of discussion uh, when it comes to Eagles fans and success of the team and things like that. So my question is who will be responsible for losing the game, right? Like people say like, what's, what's the Monday morning headline going to be? Like who's, who's the face of criticism for the Eagles if they lose on Sunday night? Like who will it be in all likelihood? I see. Well, I mean, I, I see one of two things happening. I think it's either the special teams issues kind of finally end up being this like really big deal. Oh man. What if Cavante Turpin has his first kickoff return touchdown? I wouldn't be game? surprised. It'd, um, be, it'd be so awesome. It'd be hilarious, but it'd go be on. awesome. Hmm. Uh, you want to get into Devante or what's his name? Cavante? Cavante Turpin. Yeah. So you get into his background. <laughs> Him no. scoring a touchdown would be awesome. Right. In a football sense. Right. Um, I think the special teams issues are something to watch for. If it's not that, I think it's Jalen Hurts. I mean, this is John Stolness wrote about this for us at Bleeding Green Nation earlier this week, and I think it's very true. And I, when he sent me the draft of that article and you know, let me know it was up so I could look at it to edit it, I was like, John, I'm glad you wrote this because, uh, yes, very much so. This is time for Jalen Hurts to put his stamp uh, on this rivalry, really, because you mentioned it earlier, the bad game. And I can't, like, all right, whatever. The bad game at the end of 2020, the team was in disarray. Um, they had, like, a lot of injuries. Doug Peterson, you know, was a lame duck head coach at the time, uh, at least, you know, and in reality, that's what he ended up being. Uh, things were terrible last year. They should have put up a better effort. Obviously than they did when they got absolutely destroyed. Now, of course that was before they kind of found their identity and Sirianni uh, didn't know what he was doing at the time. And a lot of things have changed since then, but that's all. That's my point. Things have to look a lot different than they did in that game last year. And it's nice that there actually is a meaningful Eagles-Cowboys game. Finally, this feels like the first one in way too long. In Philly. Because they've always been – there have been a lot of meaningful ones in Dallas. But, like, to this degree especially, too. Well, even though I say that, it's it's, of course, you know, Dak isn't going to play, probably. So, like, there's that angle. Naturally, we can't get, like, the full – like, a full full throttle matchup that we all would like to see. Uh, But I will say it's on Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has to have a big game. And not just like an okay game. Like he has, he has to, he has to be like the reason they win this game. I feel like I, um, I thought about like unearthing this take on Twitter, but it just would have been a bad idea. Um, cause it needs some context. I don't think this is true, but like a loss in this game, especially with like a kind of a performance that would lend itself to what you're talking about. I think it's mid October. I understand that, but it, it loses Jalen hurts MVP. Like this is the kind of loss that people be like, man, but he lost to Cooper rush. Like assuming that, ha- you know what I mean? Like that's an unfair characterization. Uh, but that, Night football. Yeah. Right. But that would be like a thing that people wouldn't forget. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, dude, you couldn't even outdo like Cooper rush, but you know what I mean? Like it would be a thing. Um, so you're right. Like it, Jalen hurts. Like dude, the, this it's never going to be easier for you. If Cooper rush plays, right? Like, and I'm not saying this is an easy matchup. It's a very difficult one for him specifically because of the Cowboys defense. But like, you, you are, generally speaking, in the future, going to have a much more capable quarterback on the other side of the field that you're going to have to go shot for shot with or that's going to be able to outduel you more successfully than Cooper Rush is going to be able to. So, like, if it can't happen now, when will it happen for Jalen Hurts? You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. It's it's it needs to have a big game here. And maybe, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily need to be with his arm if he's the – taking it off on the ground and just killing the Cowboys that way, but it like, has to get it done, has to get it done, has to lead to Eagle, has to come up big. Um, I want to ask you, by the way, before I, you, I hear your side of, you know, this question, what do you feel? How do you feel about uh, 
Demarcus Lawrence's comments about Jalen Hurts. So the question, actually, this is a good answer. Um, the question that I asked was, who will be responsible for losing the game? And I liked this answer uh, from uh, Johnny Boyarens says the We Want Dallas banner. I want to get your thoughts on that in a minute. Uh, but Alex mentioned on the other side of that, Demarcus Lawrence running his mouth. I know you wrote about this because you can't help yourself. Mm. I wouldn't say that Demarcus Lawrence ran his mouth today. Um, I would say that they, like the Cowboys are really embracing the like we're the underdog, we're disrespected. You know, you know that that storyline very well. Obviously, that that worked out with the Eagles in, in 2017. Um, I mean, and the Cowboys are six and a half point underdogs, and you know what I mean. Like, I think they're sort of channeling all of that. Um, so I don't, I don't like have a problem with it. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence, he was the first person to reference McCarthy's underdog line a week ago after the Cowboys beat the Rams. Like he's the vocal leader of that, that side of the ball. Obviously Micah Parsons is involved in that as well. So I don't, you know, I, I think that we want Dallas banner is a bigger deal. I, although that was like a fan, a pure fan thing that had nothing. A fan, to do with one team. fan decided to do this versus an actual Cowboys player. I think, I think this is more mild than even like Kamu Gruye Hill, you know, what he said four years ago. I, I mean, or I, I think this is up there with what Jason Kelsey said, like, you know, like on his, what was it? His podcast or whatever. Or I don't know if he said it on WIP, wherever it was about like the different types of fans. Um, but, you know, like it's I, I would argue that what Kelsey said is more flagrant, actually, than what Demarcus Lawrence said. Hmm. You were saying about the Cow- the Yankees uh, Lakers thing. Is that what you're referring to with Kelsey? Yeah. Jason Kelsey thinks that the way a lot of Eagles fans think that like, this oh, only, only people born uh, within like a five mile radius of the Eagles stadium are allowed to like the team and everybody else is stupid. Um, so basically, Jason I Kelsey. Thinks I think that's a mischaracter. Jason Kelsey sure. thinks it's dumb if you're an Eagles fan that doesn't live in Philadelphia yeah, that's or Pennsylvania. Definitely not true. Um, um, I, I do think. Uh, so let's get into because uh, we have a comment here about the Jason Peters thing that you can highlight too. But uh, on the Demarcus Lawrence thing, I will say it's noteworthy. It's worth noting that that was said because typically a lot of players, when they're asked about the other team, gas the, them up. Um, not to say they have to, but that's just standard protocol. You're like, wow, you know. It, uh, and it kind of it, it makes sense because if you're that team, you want to gas up the team you're playing because then if you do beat them, then you look great. You're like, yeah, we just, you know, we gave all this team a lot of credit and now we beat them. So we're pretty good. Um, so I do think it's worth noting. I do think it's not impossible that the Eagles will use it as some kind of bulletin board material, even if you think it's thin. And, uh, you know, uh, if the Eagles do end up winning, I mean, that's going to be thrown back in his face. So I, I think it's good vibes for the Eagles side because it's like, honestly, when I saw those comments, that made me even a little bit more confident in the Eagles. So I'm like, okay, I have a question. They're talking, they're talking I, there. And I think it's better for them if they just stay completely quiet. I have a question that I, I haven't asked anybody this week. So I didn't mean to save it, but I wound up saving it. What do you think it says that Nick Sirianni is not wearing a beat Dallas shirt? <laughs> I know because let's let's talk, let's let's flesh it out, right? I'm, I'm so, surprised no one asked him about that. This so, week. well, I would blame you. You have a, a, a right to ask. I'm, I'm not able to go always well, at all times. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, a lot of things ha- and you know going on here. Right. Okay. So, um, to to like set the stage for the line of thought. Last year, Cowboys Eagles Week Three Monday Night Football. He wears the beat Dallas shirt, and I know it's a rivalry. It's a whatever a stupid story. I know you guys talk about it every year because rent free and all that stuff. All right, doesn't do it for the Week 18 matchup. I would imagine partly because they got destroyed when he did do it, and partly because it was a meaningless game. Right, yeah, like we no, we both knew that. So no like had no it had no. Yeah. So this is the first opportunity of significance to do it since he did it, but he didn't. Well, I mean, I that says you know, not yet a little, little, little bit of cowardice a little bit of cowardice in my mind like in theory he could do it on friday morning that's his final press conference of the week but i think if he's gonna wear it i think he's gonna wear it after the game if, i, I know that, that would make that would be even more soft in my mind like if it <laughs> no like i i i actually look as somebody whose job it is to create content around the dallas cowboys respect thank you nick sirianni and your stupid highlighter on your visor however i think it's it's fine i thought it was fine uh michael kiss says he learned his lesson about pandering he is a huge panderer when it comes to his articles of clothing he wears what was it a jalen shirt he's always wearing sixers garb i'm has he, he wears worn like a, a kenny gainwell shirt <laughs> has he has he worn any philly stuff like, like yeah he had a Phillies shirt on last friday yeah all right you know nick well maybe you know think 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 an original thought nick that's all i'm saying but you know what nick is he's been hanging out with jason kelsey right like you got to be born into it i bet you jason kelsey hates nick Sirianni. he wasn't born into this where was jason kelsey born all right like how's he where's he anyway whatever um i think it's really soft that he has not worn that shirt and to do it afterwards would would be a huge loser energy move i mean it really would but why do you think he hasn't done it that's my question to you why do you think he hasn't done it yet this week because he did it like on wednesday last year for week three 
Well, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you have to avoid the vibe. You, you wore that shirt last time before really bad loss. You can't bring it back right now. The vibes would be bad. It's a bad vibe shirt. Um, Something bad happened with the commanders, by the way. But mm. you don't think it's soft in any way, shape, or form. You don't think it, it looks like, well, you did it before last year's game. Why don't no. you want to do it this year? You're the you're six and a half point favorites, so, Nick. What do you think the reaction to, in Philly would be to him wearing that shirt? I think it would be epic. I think if no, you're an Eagles fan, you'd be, wrong. Like, you'd be, be like, hell yeah, we're six and a half point favorites. They no, got Cooper Rush. Let's wrong. crush them. We're Fans six- would be mad. You, you think he, why would he want to anger No, this goes back to like how you wouldn't even pick the Eagles to cover any of their spreads, which they did oh until gosh. you finally did. Like I t- if did I take him to win the game? If, if you're supposed did to I be, take him to win the game? That's couching. Did I take him to win the game? But if you really believe in this team, they're a Super Bowl Bowl contender, blah, 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 then, like, double down on it. Don't be afraid. Don't have one foot in and one foot out. This is the NFL, not the hokey pokey. I mean, you know? I mean, I did did predict them to lose the Vikings team. Of course, that was before, like, Jalen Hurts looked evolved as a passer. (laughs) Not believe in this week one performance where he really only ran it. Uh, So ever since I've seen Jalen Hurts play well, I've had confidence in them. That's a big factor to me. That was always the biggest question. So uh, I, I think you're making too much of this. I know. I mean, if we're going to make a mountain yeah. out of DeMarcus right, Lawrence's right, really molehill. Comment here, comment here uh, by the real excellent, excellent. Uh, where, yeah, no, yeah, so why I, don't you wear the victory polo shirt before the game? Because it's a victory polo. Oh, Nick's the, okay. Nick set not, the precedent. You're confident. Why not Nick, you wear it No, the Nick's, Nick's the one who set the precedent. And in fact, he didn't wear a shirt that said we did beat Dallas. He's It's a shirt with an objective. Is the Your objective not the say same? say we beat the opponent. It's a polo with the, the Cowboys. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a polo that's emblematic of a huge mm. point in disposition. But again, like, is the objective not the same to beat Dallas? No. This like, is, how, this is a bad J- Jason Kelsey you. went on about that on his podcast. Oh, every time you, when you join the Eagles, everybody tells you, welcome to the town we don't care about anything you do as long as you beat the cowboys if it's really that big of a deal if it's really this historical thing then own it all right uh michael cernock says i love you both guys oh, i love you both guys keep the nfc's mixtape being awesome hey. nice picture there michael Got a nice, yeah this uh, is a really good photo of michael yeah. cernock um i hope i'm pronouncing cernock correctly um wow by the way kissed said that you would light nick sirianni up if he did wear a beat Dallas shirt um i think I think if he wore it and they lost, people would call for him to be fired. Like they would be like, this dude doesn't know what to do. He just stoking the flame, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Um, Austin Lee notes that Khalil Herbert is running wild. The Bears are in, I think it's that second, maybe might be first and goal now or second and goal. I'm not, oh, there's a flag, but of course there's a flag. Um, okay. So the question that we deviated from this uh, is who will be responsible for losing the game? Should I answer? Yeah. I can't believe we got back to that. What <laughs> a long interlude. Yeah. Um, I forgot we were talking about that. Um, I mean, Cooper Rush is such a low-hanging fruit. Um, by the way, Matthew says that Michael Kist is a coward. Look at that. I mean, there's a lot of wow. there's a lot of ha- lot of thoughts happening here. Um but how, okay, so let's let's think of another answer, but in the meantime, I want you to tell me how Cooper because he hasn't done it this far. How would well, it be different I, so this time? This, this sounds stupid, but because the you know I'm just rewording things, but like it would be because he didn't win the game, right? Like the, the Cowboys had they had one offensive touchdown last week, and it was a 57 yard run by Tony Pollard. You know what I mean? Like you got to move the ball. Their first offensive possession, they started at the Rams 20 yard line. They traveled five yards in four plays before kicking a field goal. Like it's that. I mean, the opportunities. But what does it look like? Is it him turning the ball over? Is it the offense just like three and outs? Like what is? Yeah, it like? exactly. I mean, it's three and out, three and out, four plays. You know, maybe one first down, whatever, and just fizzling out over and over and over again. I'm gonna steal Johnny Boy's. Um, our answer here says CD will cost us the game with drops. That would be it. Okay. Um, you know, you could argue the Cowboys should have lost to the Giants on Monday Night Football. CD Lamb is kind of a big reason why. And then he did have the moment of redemption. He had a huge drop last week. So did Michael Gallup, who did have redemption as well. Um, you could see that. Like, I could see that narrative. Like, there have been a lot of people like, take 88 away from him. You know, like, that's a big thing. Um, the the real excellent says I'm gonna put Dallas losing on a critical wide receiver drop Gallup or CD. Um, so we're kind of all in agreement here. By the way, Austin says glad to be a part of the first live mixtape. Ooh, a question inspired by the boss man Michael Kiss says which kicker is more likely to lose it? Brett Maher has effectively been perfect. Um, he's had misses, but they've all kind of been legitimately explainable. He, he had a miss in New York at the end of the first half and the Cowboys had that rushed sequence, no pun intended. Um, he had an extra point blocked 
Last week, he had an extra point where there was some miscommunication on the snap and it just hit his holder in the head. Um, so he's been fairly reliable. But what about Dicker the kicker? I know that's a fun, big old thing. I mean, how could you not trust Dicker the kicker with your life? The reigning NFC special teams player of the week. I don't think, I don't even know what's going to be him though, because Jake yeah, Elliott. It's like the NFL world has to award an Eagle a player of the week in some way, shape, or form. This has happened five times for five weeks so far and Jalen Hurts won NFC Offensive Player of the Month so six awards in total there but yeah I mean I don't Jake Elliott might be back because he was limited in practice today he was seen kicking but I don't know I mean I would say him from a standpoint of if he's not fully healthy I mean he could you know blow it um but I'm really not worried knock on wood about kicker here uh Cameron Dicker looked good and if Jake Elliott's healthy then I trust him by the way, uh, apparently Justin Fields had a bad miss on fourth and goal at the one. I think I might not be interpreting Twitter correctly, but I think uh, like all of the Austin tweet- Lee said that in the comments here too. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. But all, yeah. all of the tweets are like tr- like this is this is Colts Broncos part two. Um, so mm. I mean, what a um, shocker! It's almost like everyone said that. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm now seeing a screen grab of the miss. Um, it was an intended pass for. I can't quite tell who this is. Yeah, it's like really it, this. This tight end is like wide open. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so bad. Uh, wow, that's one of your takes that has aged very well. Brandon was never in on um on Justin Fields. That's a very lonely take too, by the way. A lot of people mm-hmm. are like, oh, unanimously just deciding that Justin Fields is was an amazing pick by the Bears. Yeah. Uh, well, Carson Wentz is about to take over at his own one yard line, so you know that's totally. I'm sure he will not do anything bad or wrong. Um, closing thoughts. Um. Close as we wrap up here. You know, it's it's this is a first live mixtape again. Uh, your thoughts, comments, questions, points of what are hopefully constructive criticism are all, all welcome for ourselves and the aforementioned Michael Kiss, the sort of honorary third member of the mixtape. Actually, Rachel Prevet, the actual yeah. third member. Uh, Kiss is the honorary fourth member at this point. Um, but closing thoughts, where do you want to go? Does that make the listeners the honorary fifth member? Ooh, like you um, know, the 12s in Seattle. <laughs> your little rustles and thing um wow <laughs> you know what's significant about that number fifth um that's how many super bowls the cowboys have that's right baby we have donovan mcnab here live on the show and i got this back in 2004 the year the eagles went to the super bowl they lost uh there's another you can say they lost that's the way that, later, that is described one years later it's the same team they lost to in that super bowl mm-hmm. did you know terrell owens played on a broken leg i did I, okay. I made two big mistakes that season. As First a, mistake as a child, right? Was getting wings during the game. Bad mistake. It's bad vibes to eat wings during a game where the you, you like vividly remember this, like like the negative experience of the wings. I don't remember where we got the wings from, but I remember getting the wings, and then in hindsight, I was like, "Why did I eat wings? I'm like, I'm rooting for the Eagles, a, a team." With wing, like you know, like a bird, like some would argue that wings. that's like that's a sign of solidarity. Although I get the like, yeah, but you're you know, cannibal and, side yeah, of it. And, yeah. No, it was bad vibes, so I can't do that. And the other thing I did, the mistake I made was I asked Donovan here after getting this little bobblehead. And another reason I try to you know put some props on the show, RJ, so people have to watch on. We YouTube. know, we know, and you like him, and uh, and the listeners like him. I asked Donovan here, who has never been wrong, when. I've asked him questions. I asked them, will they go to the Super Bowl that year? And he was mm-hmm. right. But I did not ask him, will they win the Super Bowl? So, Donovan, will the Eagles beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night at the link? Wow, he's saying yes. There Is he wearing it. the black jersey? Yeah, he's that? wearing the black jersey. Did they even wear those in 2004? Yeah. They've been around for a bit. Do now. you feel like the black jerseys are kind of fraudulent? Like they're not an actual like black isn't a, a part of the Eagles color scheme. So yeah, I heard what was it? Who said that? Was that uh, uh, Pete on the? I think the, it was Pete. Yeah, on Monday Football Monday. I mean that's not true though. Like look at their logo. I mean there's there's black. I mean in the their font logo. is black, but that's kind of cheating. But like like look at the look at in the Eagles logo. Tell me there's not black in the Eagles logo. Do you know that there's an E in the Eagles logo? I'm the one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, by the way. Doug Everyone Gowden. stole that. Terrible. Yeah. Doug Gowden. My dad again. Uh, yeah. Sixth member uh, of the mixtape says, love the live NFC mixtape. Hope you. Oh, dad. That. You called it the NFC mixtape. Yeah. That's NFC a common mixtape. error. Dad, Mr. Get Gowden. out of here. You ruined uh, it. No, a lot of, a lot of people um, tend and to mom. do that. I know mom's um, watching too. Dad's commenting, but mom is also watching. I'm sure. Um, wow. Respect to the guy. All right. All right. So um, my prediction, Eagles win. They're going to win by a score 
of let's see here. By the way, we will predict every non-Thursday night football game on the uh, Friday version of the SB Nation NFL show. So go subscribe over there. Okay. Eagles win. They move to six and zero, entering the bye. Uh, they win by a score of twenty-four to seventeen. That's a really chalk score. Like that's stupid. Like it, it won't be that. Like you know, three touchdowns and one field goal. Like you know what I mean. Like it's just twenty-four to seventeen, baby. That's such that's a the cartoon. Score. Okay, that's like the the score in like movies. Um, by the way, Matthew Morin says this was great. Um, I don't know what's happening. Uh, oh, that's a really adorable photo in Matthew's photo. Um, here. Um, okay. Um, I mean, I didn't come this far. We didn't do this like extra mixtape to not for me to not pick the Cowboys, right? Like I <laughs> like I'm not gonna not do that. Um, by the way, like you've been we have locks of the week that we do on the Espination NFL show every week. You've had the Cowboys as your lock of the week. I mean, way to spoil uh, the show, but yes. No, like in, in the past. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, sorry. Like, like like I didn't know I, I didn't know that I you spoiled the show. <laughs> I, I really I didn't look at the doc. Did you lock them for this week? Eagles um, are the lock. Eagles are so that's a little look ahead. Uh by the way, it's killing me that we're not calling it the look ahead. We I know it's it's difficult. Anyway, and tweet at Michael Kist NFL, let him know. But yeah, anyway, also, yeah, and stats too. It's at stats on fire. He also supports not calling the show a name, even though we have Monday Football Monday, and then it's just two other shows that don't have names. Anyway, uh what was the question? Yes, I did the, the Eagles are my lock of the week this week. I think like Oh, so I I was misinterpreting that. I thought you you were locking the Cowboys from no, a spread perspective. In. Oh, I wouldn't be allowed to do that because no repeat picks. Uh, well, you did that last weeks. week. You picked nope. the Cowboys for yes, you did. Nope, I picked. Oh, the Cowboys, you locked the Cowboys against Giants, the Giants, and, and then, then last the week against Rams. the Rams. Yeah, no, wow. you can't so, go back to back. Again, a lot of people are here and saying how much they love this. Just for the record, Brandon has locked the Cowboys twice this year, and he has refused to and take was I the right Eagles. On those? He has refused to take the Eagles in all games except for last week, as and far I was as right the spread is concerned. So there's I'm a super right. confident Eagles perspective over here. I was um, right about the Cowboys lock, so I'm going to be right about the Eagles lock. Mm. Um, this game is so gross. I feel so bad for Bears fans. I don't feel bad for Commanders. I'm glad you clarified that for... Oh, yeah, no. This game is awesome. This, yes. this you're, game you're, is sick. You're looking up, and we can see that, and I'm glad you said Bears there, but the people listening to the podcast may have been confused. For oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I have a question. I, I have a prop question for you and listeners before I mm -hmm. give you my score prediction. A prop, you say? Yeah. What will be larger, the amount of collective sacks in this game, Cowboys-Eagles, mm -hmm. or the amount of collective quarter or touchdowns scored by the quarterback in Bills-Chiefs? So there's going to be rushing touchdowns or receiving touchdowns, if you want to be fair. So Patrick Mahomes, say... Josh Allen, overall touchdowns, or Cowboys-Eagles sacks? I'll take overall touchdowns because that's going to be a big – there's going to be a lot of scoring in that game. So you're thinking like what, like six, seven, eight touchdowns collectively? The real excellent went sacks, by the way. Hmm. I think it could be like – it could be like 10. It could be high. You think they're both going to score or they're going to average five touchdowns between the two? Of they them? could. I mean, Mahomes and Josh Allen are very capable of throwing five touchdowns in a game. I'm not or, saying they're incapable. Or plus the rushing. Um, All right, whatever. Kevin says sacks. Austin says I sub to BTB. Everybody who's watching again, because this is on the BTB side of things, it's a little bit unfair. Within the description, once again, is the tag for Bleeding Green Nation. Click on them. Go subscribe. Go like their videos. We're all one big SB Nation family, one big uh, NFC East mixtape family as well. Okay. Like I said, I didn't come this far not to pick the Cowboys. Um, I think it's another like this. This isn't like oh my gosh, Cooper Rush went off and threw three touchdowns. Like that's not happening. You know what I mean? This is the same kind of formula, same kind of game, same kind of thing. I think it's I don't know, um, twenty two, nineteen, Dallas. Mm. Yeah, twenty two, nineteen, and then that's a long two weeks. Yeah, it would be. I don't. I did not deny that. I said that in the mixtape. Uh, this I think, is the mixtape, by the way. The the podcast mixtape we did. That was also a video. Just so we're clear. that was not live. The non live mixtape. There we there go. go. Uh, I did. I mean, I, I think it comes down to this: Occam's Razor. <laughs> Eagles can beat Cooper Rush. I think it's that simple. Uh, we got a few predictions, by the way, uh, from the crowd. Um, Austin says Eagles twenty nine, Cowboys twenty. Kevin says Dallas 20 to 13 is the final score to win for them. Stella's 300 Cowboys says 24 to 10 Cowboys. Johnny Boy RN says 24 16 Dallas. Again, we're on the BTB feed here. So there's a lot more Cowboys fans. Yeah, of course. Um, Michael Kiss is 25 to 12 Birds. Um, okay, interesting the, score. The real excellent has changed to 17 up as a tie. Come on. Um, 
Mike Lilly. What would your not, reaction be to a tie? It would suck so much. It'd be, would, yeah. It would be worse for the Cowboys, right? Like, cause just because the Eagles have not, you know, like, just because they're ahead. Like, obviously, it wouldn't be exciting for the Eagles, but like, it's a, a tie would be more favorable to the Eagles, in my opinion. Uh, Mike Lilly says Dallas 12, Eagles 10. Austin also notes that he is subbed to be yeah. as well. So, well done. Um, okay, Brandon, um, as we leave, I would like you to give us three another prop thank you um three animated movies up because i said that earlier it made me think of up. Okay. when we talk about the only direction we could go the nightmare before christmas okay and um and wait is that the props. same phone did you get a new phone yeah i i have a new phone coming to me the uh, the new iPhone, but uh takes a long time. What was uh, the third movie? I interrupted. I didn't get to it. Uh, third movie. I've not seen. Oh, uh, it's really good, so I have to go with it. But I can't think of it. Encanto. Uh, we, we've never said the word Bruno here before. Um, you don't talk about him here. Yeah. Uh, last couple of comments. Perry Peters asks, what is my hat? Um, this is an Oregon Ducks hat. My dad just went and played Band and Dunes uh, in Oregon. Big Chip anyone, Kelly fan. Anyone who's a big golf fan knows Band and Dunes, so he brought me this hat uh, from the university. Russ says 27 to 13 birds. And The Real Excellent says, not going to lie, I'm a Cowboy fan, but I spend more time reading Bleeding Green comments than I do BTB. Look at that. It We're is all always more fun. Too. We're all obsessed with each other. You know what I mean? Like It's okay to admit that. That's why. That's how the mixtape was born. For 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 this, we united life. I mean, that's the point. Football's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to look forward to your big games against your biggest rivals. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Who cares? The Eagles are playing the Cardinals last week. Who cares? Like, where's the juice for that? Like, okay, they beat them. Cool. Doesn't matter. Like, it's about the rivalry game. Mm. Um. All right. By the way, Kyle asks what my handicap is. Um. It's no like a. Cares took a 26 it's not great uh you know I've, we've got a 10 month old it's, it's hard to get out um you know whatever wow. um all right brandon uh we already do the three random things give us three random words I just gave you the movies i have to do another three thing. random words because we have to like sign off i don't want to do that you have to do it three ra- oh i like that uh perry says thanks guys enjoy listening to the nfc or to the mixtape every week uh my three random words nfc east mixtape Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.